Okay, well, welcome everyone. This is the post-prandial sort of uh, session, so uh, we're going to try to make it as lively as we can. Uh, we have a wonderful panel with us. Uh, I'll just mention names and uh, affiliations. We have Anthony Diamandakis from City, Sapina German from the EBRD, David Chamis uh, from Atlas Merchant Capital, Spiro Spiropoulos from Oak Tree, Nikos Stathopoulos from BC Partners, and Tor Talcet uh, from AmeriCapital Management. And uh, we've heard a lot about investment uh, throughout the day, and this is our chance to speak to the representatives of institutional investors to understand uh, why Greece and <coughs> Uh, think about what Greece can do uh, to make itself uh, more attractive, even more attractive, we'll, we'll hear about it. So without further ado, uh, I'll turn to Tor. Tor, uh, what are the sectors that, in your opinion, are the most attractive for investment in Greece? Yeah, so AmeriCapital is an uh, agri-focused uh, private equity firm. So we're looking for uh, assets uh, that uh, we believe uh, we can uh, develop and grow and, and add value to. Uh, we saw that uh, the aquaculture fish farming sector in Greece uh, had uh, great potential but had been uh, underfinanced and, and through some really tough times for, for many years. So we believe that we, uh, we can uh, uh, regain, help, uh, help the Greek aquaculture industry to regain its uh, spot as the, the number one uh, aquaculture uh, producing uh, country in, in the Mediterranean. So, so for us, uh, um, we have shown that uh, investing in, in aquaculture is something that we believe deeply in. Thank you. Uh, David, uh, what did you decide to invest in Greece? So uh, at Atlas, we are uh, exclusively focused on financial services, and we're generally focused on financial services in the U.S. and Europe. Um, within that, we also generally focus on the capital-intensive businesses. So it's banks, insurance companies, broker-dealers, not uh, brokers or asset managers, where they're sort of a capital-light model. But we started focusing on Greece about three or so years ago when... Uh, the sort of common feeling, the common uh, notions about Greece seemed overly negative to us. Uh, Greece would never get itself out of its fiscal situation, uh, and people were talking about whether Greece would leave the EU or be kicked out of the EU or whatever crazy stuff we heard about. We didn't think that was going to happen, uh, and when anyone anytime people say something will never happen, we try to poke our head up and, and focus on that a little bit because Usually that means it's not only will happen, probably it's about to happen. Um, so today, fast forward to today, we know that Greece has gotten a pretty good handle on its fiscal situation, frankly, in a way better, more adroitly than most other countries, particularly the one we're living in right now, or well, I'm living in right now. Um, and um, and it, it also moved in the right direction. When, when we got focused, again, we focused on financial services, uh, not only do we need a thesis, but we also need an opportunity. Um, and we learned when Credit Agricole was selling its bank in Greece that was really just being run off. It was really a license with some assets being run off. We saw that as a great opportunity to create a challenger bank in Greece. 
uh, we all know over the last whatever number of years, 10 plus years, you've had 25 banks merge into four banks. Um, even our last speaker was talking about how we're going to have a recovery without lending, which always seems strange to me. Um, but having uh, fresh capital, a fresh challenger bank that could make loans and take deposits in places that we think are, are pretty thoughtful, uh, we think makes a lot of sense. Um, we, I've, had, I've had success with that in other places, particularly the UK post-crisis, where um, we invested in a challenger bank that went incredibly well. So anyway, that, that hopefully answers your question about, from our point of view, why Greece um, and why banking in Greece right now. Thank you. Uh, Anthony, should we be expecting a significant increase in foreign direct investment in Greece? I think um, I, my focus is specifically around um, the private equity world, pension funds, um, sovereign wealth funds, and families. Um, I think we've seen a, a um, consistent increase in, in appetite in Greece. Um, there is a, uh, there's a massive amount of dry powder globally, so everyone's Everyone's looking for deals. I think I've, I've jotted down that there's, you know, over $600 billion of dry powder, excluding infrastructure and uh, and pension fund money. Um, so I think that that means that there's going to be an increased focus in trying to find opportunities. Um, uh, Greece is an attractive market. I think that we've seen, um, you know, David's mentioned the banking sector. I think we've seen investment in um, in healthcare most recently. Um, uh, we've seen investment in the hotel sector in Greece, um, and I think we'll see uh, we'll see a focus on the asset-backed asset-backed sectors, you know, where you can find financing. Because what I found is that for um, for private equity generally, um, finding third-party financing has been probably the biggest challenge post post crisis. Uh, the bank market is very limited, um, and uh, and access to the term loan market is almost non-existent. Um, and um, and uh, you know you're, you're therefore you're you're looking for uh, banks that would underwrite a uh, underwrite a, a bridge to a bond deal, which which hasn't happened um, since basically you know pre-crisis with the S&P Minerals deal. Um, so I think there will be there will be uh, there, there will be continued increased interest, um, and it'll be in riskier uh, riskier sectors um, as the market opens up and as financing becomes more available. Thank you. Uh Nikos, um, maybe I can um, start on the issue of how do you think Greece can make itself more attractive to investors? Yeah, I think it's, um, well, first of all, a lot of these discussions are, are taking place and we all feel uh, not just patriotic, but we also believe that money should come into our country, but the reality is that uh, usually investors uh, have a choice, and when investors have a choice, they invest either for growth or in some countries because of size. So if you look at today in some European markets, for example, Italy is attracting investment, not because it's growing, because GDP-wise it's not growing, but it's because it's a big country, it's 60 million people, and it naturally can attract um, that capital. Other countries like Central and Eastern European markets are attracting capital because they're growing fast. Today, um, Greece neither has the size, uh, and it will never have it at the, at the level of the other markets, but unfortunately, it still hasn't had, for the last decade, hasn't had the growth. So you wonder why would people invest in a country that is not too big 
or sizable, at least the domestic market, and it's not growing very fast. And I think the reason this time around for the country to attract capital is timing. I think the timing for Greece is now. And the reason I'm saying the timing is now is because Greece has, I think, a unique window of opportunity to attract capital is going into a recovery phase. I think it's gone through a difficult um, decade. Um, there is a credit uh, upgrade. Uh, there is much more upside than downside that people are experiencing. And in my, in my experience, this timing can make the difference between investing in a good company and making a good investment. And I think the timing for Greece is now. Uh, valuations are very attractive. In my experience, you've had a lot of family businesses that are going through transition. Um, I've made three investments in the country in the last decade, and I can say one thing. The management teams of the Greek companies are as good as any that I've seen, if not better. So it's not lacking skill set, it's not lacking management experience. Um, and therefore, it's very easy to dismiss Greece as an investment destination. It's a small market, it's not growing, has low productivity, low innovation, uh, bad labor uh, environment. You can find many, many reasons why you should not do it. But I think the time has probably arrived. The question is what, how, how Greece can attract this new investment. Um, and I think the only way in my mind that Greece can attract investment is if it grows. And I've heard a lot of things about reforms. I've heard a lot of conferences when people are talking about you know, what needs to happen in the labor market, et cetera. I think these are all very relevant. But the only way that a country of the size of, the, of Greece can, can attract investment if it grows. And when I say growing, it's growing uh, sustainably and growing at a high level. Uh, I hear Greece is growing by 1% or 2% and people get excited about this. Uh, this will never, never attract foreign investors of the size of private equity funds like ours. And certainly, as uh, Anthony said, there are trillions. Actually, the number is not 600 billion. I read a number of 1.4 trillion of uninvested capital in private equity hands. They will never uh, go into a market that's just growing 1% or 2% and it's, and it's lagging um, behind Europe. So whatever the country does, it needs to grow. And if it grows fast, then I think people will focus on this market much more than, than, uh, than in other countries. Um, but to grow, you need foreign investment. Because when you have a country that uh, has a very low savings rate, when it has a handicapped and a struggling banking sector, when it has a very tight public budget, the only way investment can come is if it comes from foreign uh, private investment. And investors need confidence when they look at investing in a market. So how do you attract investors who need that confidence, who need that conviction to invest in a market that is not growing? By doing whatever it takes, and I think this country has to do whatever it takes to grow at a fast pace. And uh, that's what they need to do when it comes to structural reforms. I think every structural reform that Greece takes has to be focused on growth. And, you know, these, these could be in reforms about reducing the barriers to investment. It could be about promoting privatization, encouraging new business ventures, um, having more flexible uh, labor market, uh, certainly encouraging innovation, whatever it takes in terms of reforms around growth. And if, you, if growth comes into the country, given so much liquidity that it's out there, I think Greece will, will also attract its fair share. Thank you. I, I think I'll need to come back to that point because it seems that uh, you're suggesting that we need uh, investors to invest in order for investors to invest. Uh, 
I'm afraid. I'm afraid that um, uh, it's the case. But you need a state which is very prone uh, for an investment uh, uh, thing. And what we what we've seen, what at least I have seen, is and this is not a government comment. This is about policy. You need people who actually have a willingness and ability to attract foreign investment. And, and the countries who have been able to do it have been very bold in doing it. They've had a reset, and they've taken a view, we're now going to do whatever it takes to attract foreign investors. Not just spe speeches and, and going around in various countries like our politicians tend to do, but actually true uh, boldness in attracting the capital. And I would encourage any politician or, or government official to focus on that. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Sabina, EBRD has invested a lot in Greece. Uh, what has been your experience and could you have done more? Is there anything you believe that uh, stands out amongst your investment activities? Well, I think first of all, just following on from what Nikos said, perhaps we're the investor that invests to, give, to encourage other investors to invest. I'm not really sure, but yeah, we've put 2.3 billion into the economy over the last three years. Um, and it's a, a huge range of things. It's not at all what I thought we'd be doing. And I think that's quite interesting. And that's essentially because it's mainly been about building confidence. Um, there's been a lot of refinancing. And then there's been a few things. I think um, you heard earlier uh, Matthias Rigas from Energian saying that we helped out in 2015-16 when he, they couldn't find any money. Greece was certainly closed. I think that's quite a good story because we've recently... Um, extended that facility but syndicated part of it out. So we've brought in some other banks that are now supporting Energian. Um, you heard, I think, from, from demand that we've provided funding for some of the joint policies. Uh, you, you heard from Virginia about the target model. Uh, we invested one million in the energy exchange, which is a, a tiny amount of money for EBRD, but it enabled the energy exchange to stay private and to be able to implement the target model as required under the MEU, et cetera. So at the other end of the scale, um, we led the syndication for, for TAP. That's over a billion, uh, 500 million syndicated out to 17 banks uh, and the remainder on our account. So I think we've done a wide range of things um, and we could have done more if there'd been more appetite. I think we're very much demand driven. So. I'm worrying a bit. There's all these, these professional investors here, all with all this firepower of trillions. Um, perhaps EBRD's done its job. I hope not, um, because we'd like to continue supporting the Greek economy. Uh, now it's for you, Spiro. What's the most appealing feature of investing in Greece, in your view? Sure. Uh, thank you, Stathi. And hi, everyone. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here together with the esteemed panelists and guests. Uh, Greece is an interesting market for us. We have been monitoring and investing in the country with a steady and continuous approach since 2012. What we have found is an ecosystem of great entrepreneurs, talented management teams, Nikos mentioned this as well, and highly educated uh, human capital, all operating and succeeding under very difficult conditions. And for us, this is uh, a very appealing feature and the first priority when actually considering to make an investment. We have backed on our side some of these management teams and some of these companies, and we will consider backing more. Um, another important factor, uh, so it's not only one, that I would like to mention um, is what I think is, is the emerging consensus in the importance of new investments. I believe that today, more than any point in time over the past 10 years, 
an increasing number of stakeholders realize the great benefits that Greece would have from increased FDI. And given that there's been some tr tremendous underinvestment over the same period of time in most sectors of the economy, including infrastructure, uh, construction, development, just to name a few examples, and, any, and hardly any investment in any productivity initiatives overall, then this creates significant demand for new money. And this could lead to potentially interesting dynamics um, and opportunities when considering to make investments in Greece. And then my final comment is that I believe that despite the small relative size of the economy that, that others uh, discussed as well, Greece has clear competitive advantages in a number of sectors. Just to name a few examples in sectors where we have invested, um, tourism is one, um, and the market has been going from strength to strength, and arrivals have doubled over the past five to six years. There is also shipping, and Greece holds the number one position in the world in that sector as well. And there is also specialty sectors, like for example, uh, Mediterranean aquaculture, where Amera has invested, um, and that can become a global business. So I think that these are some of the appealing features that we as investors see in Greece today, and I'm sure there's others as well. Um, David, um, what are you, in your view are the strengths and weaknesses of uh, Greece as an investment uh, destination? You can list a lot for every place. Um, I think um, among the strengths, uh, Greece is, um, well, a big one for us is that it's part of the euro. I know that sounds like a pretty standard and basic thing, but um, among our investment criteria, we only want to invest in places in the dollar, the pound, and the euro. Uh, but that's not to be, that's not to be underestimated. Gre Greece uh, has been, obviously, and remains a part of the euro system, which I think is incredibly important. And for us, we invest in financial services. It's particularly important when we know there's a strong regulatory um, uh, bodies behind this and a strong basis for regula regulation going forward. Uh, we can never count on perfect regulation, and we can never count on not having changes in regulation. That can often be tricky. Um, but uh, when you're part of the ECB, when you're part of the Euro system, it's a whole lot different than being part of a central bank of a relatively small country that is more apt to, uh, to uh, changes for political wins or whatever reasons. So I think from our point of view, again, we're very specific in financial services. Um, regulation and stability of regulation um, is awfully important. <clears throat> I think from a weaknesses point of view, um, there's at least two that we worry about all the time. First of all, um, it's, it's obviously a small country. That's a concern, but it's not the only small country out there. Um, it's also a country that's had its share of booms and busts. Where things go well, they go very well, and things go poorly. Um, and we do worry about things like the fiscal situation and the debt, the 180% debt to GDP, and all the things that normal people would worry about. Um, when it comes to investing in Greece. Um, but we're reasonably confident that, that today the strengths are going to overwhelm the weaknesses. The other thing it's worth saying, and I, I mentioned this earlier, but it's worth repeating, that you know, when you look at some of the things that Greece has done in the relatively recent, uh, recent time period, um, it's pretty enviable versus what a lot of other countries can do. I mean, can you imagine the U.S. or France or any of these, uh, some other larger countries being able to move as quickly and as effectively as Greece has um, it's pretty impressive, and it's pretty, um, um, it may, you know, again, it, it, may, it makes you very happy when, again, as I said before, three years ago, when we were looking at Greece, people told us some things would never happen, and we've seen them happen already. So, um, 
you know, everywhere, every deal we look at, there are strengths and weaknesses and opportunities and threats and all that stuff. Um, every country has them as well. Um, but we, you know, we think Greece has its, uh, you know, a, a reasonable balance between those things, which is why we're pretty excited about it. Thank you. Um, Tor, looking at your overall experience as an investor, what are the things that stand out, positive and negative? Well, we've been in Greece now for three years. And there have been some, some positives and some, some negatives. Uh, I would say, uh, I, I share David, uh, even it's, it's vastly different uh, sectors. Uh, uh, the regulatory, predictable regulatory environment is incredibly important. And we have seen that, uh, that uh, this has been... Uh, in line with what we expected, or, or even uh, even better than we expected. So, so we're very happy with uh, the communication we have and the dialogue we have with regulatory authorities. Um, we're also very happy, as been mentioned here a couple of times, with uh, the quality of the management teams. Yeah, incredibly hardworking. Um, they, they have obviously been through a, a storm, so they know how to, how to uh, you know, uh, step up uh, when needed. Uh, but at the same time, uh, we see that uh, a big part of the, the younger generation is uh, no longer uh, available for businesses in Greece. They have moved. So it's incredibly important that we have a system uh, that attracts talent, uh, both uh, Greeks coming back to Greece, but also foreigners. So, uh, so uh, I think that is a very important part of uh, bringing back uh, growth. Uh, we need a wider uh, talent pool. Uh, and uh, one, uh, one uh, aspect is clearly uh, tax. So it's, it's difficult to attract people to either go back to Greece or, or go to Greece with their family uh, with uh, the, the current uh, taxation uh, on private uh, or, or personal income. So we see other countries that we invest in that have special programs to lure back uh, talents or, or attract talents, and, and that's, that's something to think about. Yes, thank you. Um, Sabina, I understand the EBRD has extended its mandate until 2025. Mm -hmm. What do you expect to be doing from now onwards? Um, well, I think we'll continue to support the banks. Um, the, our investment there was very important, and uh, there's now some momentum on NPL, so I think we'll continue to work on those. More on providing finance for the portfolio sales. Um, I'd like to see us getting involved in some of the restructuring, but that's not something EBRD typically does. So uh, if, if I get my wish, it'll be a first for the bank. Um, I think we'll also continue to support capital markets. We did, we've done nine bonds since we started, both Eurobonds and on ethics. And I think until Greek corporates have got unlimited access to capital markets, we can still play a role as a quasi-anchor investor. Um, I think equity funds is the best way that we can deploy capital because we can't really do the very small sizes on a, on a large scale. So I hope we get more opportunities. We've invested in three funds to date. Privatizations. Um, we were involved in two. One resulted in 
tangible deployment of money. Sadly, the other one didn't, but it, it did help bring in a little bit more for the, the, Greek, uh, the Greek state. That was DESPA. But privatizations are important. Um, obviously, renewable energy, because that's something that, uh, that we support it as EBRD generally. Um, and then I think that's, that's the shorter term. And then we have, to, we have to prepare a new country strategy in 2020. And I think we'll see what the market needs and then uh, look at our business accordingly. Thank you. Uh, Spiro, um, what in your view is the most important thing that uh, Greece can do to attract more investment at this point? Sure. Um, I, I think Greece, like, like all countries, has its own specificities when it comes to investing. And there are a number of aspects that it can improve, maybe not just one, in order to attract more investments. And, and many people have spoken in many articles have been written about this. As far as I'm concerned, policy is one such aspect. Everyone realizes that issues like uh, high taxation uh, that people mentioned, bureaucracy, court delays, continuous legislative changes, and weak corporate governance, they need to be addressed. And, and they need to be addressed uh, in a fair and equitable manner so that the economy overall may benefit. Um, another aspect, as far as I'm concerned, and, and Nikos mentioned this as well, is the, the potential deal supply. In other words, what I think is the limited number of opportunities, of sizable opportunities, given the, the size and structure of the Greek economy. Uh, I mentioned before that foreign investors typically prefer to invest in, in larger companies, and whereas the economy is mostly geared towards SMEs, therefore this leads to fewer transactions taking place despite appetite. In other words, I believe there, there could be investors out there looking for opportunities, but don't materialize into transactions because of that reason. I do believe that over time, this will resolve itself as Greek companies begin to merge with each other and as larger companies start to consolidate smaller ones. And from my side, I would like to invite entrepreneurs to, to act accordingly. And then uh, one final aspect as far as I'm concerned is financing conditions. Um, I think liquidity should ease further. Uh, the banks are obviously doing great uh, more and more, and I think 2019 is going to be a better year. But the overall credit supply to the economy today is still negative and we need more work to catch up to the other European jurisdictions' uh, lending conditions. Anthony, do you have something to add to that? I saw you taking notes. No, yeah, I, I guess what I'd say is that I've, I'm just thinking back to the gr growth and scale um, comments as well, and um, on, on growth, I think an, uh, an interesting opportunity um, going forward is going to be finding the right <clears throat> Greek market leaders um, uh, and family-owned businesses uh, to back uh, from a private equity perspective in order to consolidate, um, you know, take advantage of the, the situation that we're in now and consolidate the Greek market opportunity and, um, and then grow, you know, help back for, um, for further growth and acquisitions regionally to become regional market champions. There's certainly interest um, from entrepreneurs for that. Um, that's to talk to growth. Uh, from a scale perspective, it has been limited, frankly, and I think that, um, NPLs have been the biggest opportunity. Uh, banks, as we mentioned, we mentioned the leisure sector. Um, and I think that where we're, where we're spending time outside of Greece, but could end up being relevant for Greece in terms of large scale capital deployment would be the public market um, and, uh, and taking businesses private, um, and uh, as well as carve outs from in international, uh, international corporates. Nico, you wanted? Yeah, no, maybe the only thing I would add is, is um, uh, the, what the investors like. So three years ago, we made an investment in a company called Pharmathan, which is a pharmaceutical generics uh, business in Greece. 
It's, it's a, ba a company based in Greece, as it's, all its R&D is in Greece, its manufacturing facilities are in Greece, 90% plus of its staff is in Greece, but 90% of its revenues and profits are outside of Greece. And I think there are gems within specific sectors in this country that uh, can provide this um, characteristics. So export-led businesses, which happen to be run and managed by very skilled Greek entrepreneurs, Greek management teams, that have figured out that the products that they're selling, uh, or the services, but in most cases are the products, the products that they're selling are exportable and can be sold in other markets. Um, companies like Pharmathon have been growing a double digit uh, throughout the crisis and also since our acquisition. This business is exporting in 90 countries, um, and it's basically now the market leader in very specialty generic drugs. This is a business that is manufacturing north of Thessaloniki, okay? And still, it's, it's selling in 90 different countries. I think what we as investors are and should be looking for are businesses with these characteristics because they exist in Greece. I think we can fuel them with more capital to grow and expand internationally. Global investors like us are bringing also expertise and access and networks in outside of the market. And, and that's where we can, we can help people. Um, we should not forget people, um, investors are not investing in countries, they invest in companies. And investment is a very micro game, it's not a macro game. So yes, we're talking about Greece in abstract, but what investors are looking for is, is market leaders in defensive growing sectors with good management teams that they can grow faster. And if the environment is conducive to these type of businesses, then you'll see investment come to countries. Our job is to find these type of businesses. Okay, I guess, I guess what I'd like to do is ask each of you to uh, say what is the one thing that you think is most important that could be done immediately to make the environment more conducive to, to uh, international investment? So, Spiro, maybe I'll start with you. That's a tough question. <laughs> Thank you. I, I, I would say um, let the, the market take care of itself and try not to interfere too much. Okay. That's what I'd like to say. <laughs> Sabina? Well, I think the thing I hear most often is taxation, and it, it's not the absolute amount, but um, I think it stops a lot of Greeks putting effort into expanding their companies because they have an attitude, why should I work hard if most of the money is going to go to the state and they don't give anything in return. So I think cutting taxes but actually collecting them w might help change the culture, which would be quite important. Um, I'd, say, um, I'd say finding entrepreneurs, or entrepreneurs rather finding um, uh, people like yourselves in this room or, or some of the members on this panel um, to help seize the opportunity uh, from a growth perspective. An environment that's going to foster more friendly and supportive uh, environment to invest, driven by bold actions by whoever is controlling the things that we as investors don't control. But, but what would be an example of such an action? I mean, we have the minister here. Oh, what would perfect. you tell the minister to do? Perfect. Oh, I have a laundry list of things to say. <laughs> we don't have enough time. I would say, I would say uh, certainly around the reforms that we were talking about 
uh, and very much focused, as I was mentioning before, about uh, privatizations that it was mentioned. And I think it's, it's the right thing, not because we're in the industry and we want to invest and privatize everything because we think it's the right thing to do, because all this is bringing more liquidity into the system. Whatever it takes to bring liquidity, I think having a very strong banking system is absolutely key. Not just in Greece, in any market. The banks provide liquidity to the domestic market. So you need a healthy banking system. You need a healthy banking system. You need a very good um, environment. And from a government perspective, I think getting a primary surplus, for example, is absolutely key. Because when governments do not have this, then they resort into overtaxation. Overtaxation does impact productivity. And then you go into the vicious circle of never actually managing to grow. <laughs> I'm going to pick up That's on. Uh, clarify. <laughs> I'm going to pick up on one of Nikos's comments. You know, we, we invest in financial services, so everything, you know, I see everything through the lens of banks. But Nikos made the comment that uh, you need a, a properly functioning banking system to revive an economy. I definitely agree with that. Uh, I've heard now twice uh, senior Greek government officials make comments along the lines of. Uh, it's not that the banks don't have enough equity, it's that they have too many NPLs. I don't think it's possible that a bank could have too much NPLs. A bank could just have not enough equity. Um, it doesn't matter what the amount of NPL on your balance sheet is. If you have enough equity behind that, uh, that's not a problem. Uh, if you don't have enough equity capital, uh, your level of NPLs could be a real problem. So if I thought there was one thing to do, and this is probably contrary to my own investment in Greece, which is in a a bank that doesn't have an NPL problem, probably one of the few banks doesn't have an NPL problem, but um, if it was one thing, it would be tremendous equity injections into banks that claim they don't have an equity problem but have an NPL problem. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I will have to agree with Sabina. Uh, I would go with the, the personal tax code. We need to make it uh, attractive to work and work hard uh, and uh, only by working hard we can uh, create value. And I guess by tax you also would include uh, social security contributions? Absolutely. Everything together. Absolutely. Yes, thank you. Um, I think we have some time for questions. Any questions? The lady there. Second, seconds. Um, how's the corruption pr problem in Greece after the crisis now? Thank you. The what? Corruption. Who wants to take corruption? <laughs> Who wants to take this question? <laughs> you should have the, the, the Scandinavian guy yeah. will take it. Or why don't you take that question? <laughs> uh, well. Uh, I would say that uh, we have not uh, seen, uh, uh, we, we, we have not incurred any corruption uh, issues. Uh, I'm sure there are, uh, but as a business, uh, that's not something that we have uh, met. Uh, I, would, I would say from our side as well. Um, I mean, part of our job is to try to, to find the right entrepreneurs and the right companies to back. So we try to focus on the quality. I'm sure that in Greece, like any other country in the world, there is a certain level of corruption, but it's not something that we deal with. I will say, though, 
you know, it, it, it's impossible, I think, for any of us to say we've, we've never seen it and we never will see corruption. We somehow walk in between the raindrops. I think that um, this doesn't just go for Greece, it goes for any place. Uh, when you see that, usually um, it hits you sort of like with a two by four in the face and you realize you have it. The trick is to act quickly and decisively um, because every, every minute you wait um, is another minute of, of problems and losses. But the, fa the faster you act when you run into corruption, uh, the, the more de decisively you act, the better it always is in the end. Thank you. Any, uh, at the back, sir? Over the last, uh, I guess, 10, 20 years, I haven't heard much about a possible role for the military in Greece. Are the military people satisfied with their lot, how things are going for them? And is there a possibility that the military might step in? That's a hell of a question. Sorry, is this for this panel? <laughs> Yeah, I don't think we can answer that question, but Thanks I think it's you. extremely unlikely. Hopefully not when I'm over there. Yeah. Hi, I have a question for Mr. Seamus or anybody else. When you said that Greece grew quickly the past few years more than U the U.S. or any other country, in what sectors do you mean? Yeah, sorry, I don't think I said Greece grew faster than the U.S. or other sectors. What I did say, I think, a couple of comments ago was that some of the fiscal reforms that Greece put in place, they put in place uh, quicker and more efficiently than some other countries might have, including, I think, the U.S. Uh, I think Greece, um, you know, recognized some of the fiscal problems it has and has acted aggressively to solve them. I don't know if anyone would add or something. Yeah, I agree. To that. I agree. Hi, I wanted to take you from uh, one of the comments that Nikos made earlier about the uh, growth capacity and the size of the market and, and basically ask the following, is there any way to look at Greece, which is naturally constrained in those aspects, even if you grow, I mean, you still have a demographic and productivity constraints and all of that, but why don't we look at Greece as a platform to then take on the global markets, like with the export, so invest into a company that's going to be a good exporter whose demand facing, you know, going to be the, the world and the, gro the growth function, the demand function is going to be not just domestic Greece. And so is that something that could ever happen or are we going to be forever constrained to the teeny? But this is, this I think, is the example I mentioned before with the investment I made in, uh, in Pharmathen, Pharmaceutical, which is a Greek business but operates in 90 different countries. And Pharmaceutical is not the only sector, by the way, you can do it. You can do it in technology sectors. You can do it in sectors which are exportable, to your point. Uh, by the way, Greece has a competitive advantage, as it was mentioned before, in food. Uh, food is a very global sector. Again, you need logistics, you need scale to get it more profitable, but food, for example, for Greece is going to be a very easy, from a from that perspective sector to, to expand internationally. We have the brand, we have the know-how, we have the reputation, we have the credibility, and credibility is a big thing. Uh, when you try to sell a product or a service, I think that's another one. But absolutely right. That's, that's what I think we are focusing on. That's why the country should be focusing on. And there, there are, I repeat, pockets of excellence in different sectors which tend to be more global. But you cannot export in sectors like retail. Retail tends to be more domestic, and that struggles even more. But for healthcare, sir, um, technology services, food, these are all, um, in my mind, very exportable sectors. Okay. 
Well, thank you all very much.